Oh, are they showing Zion warming up? Wait a second, yeah. guys. Is he, he coming back soon? Yeah, he is. It'd be nice if he could come back tonight and help yes. the boys cover four and a half. I actually think that he could pot potentially come back tonight. Zion? Yeah. Like it was just, very, just out of nowhere? It was, like, very low-key. They talked about it on the Brian Windhorst podcast earlier this week. They asked Willie Green, like, hey, I know that Zion's possibly available uh, for Thursday. Do you think that's something that could actually happen? And then Willie Green was kind of, like, a little bit uh, coy about it. And he goes, well, you never know. I, I just want to see all these stars get back out there through the last six or seven games of the regular season. And then into the playoffs. Because we've had so many injuries out west where Durant only played three games until last night and Kyrie and Luka have missed time and Zion's missed a ton of time and Paul George now you go down the list Anthony Davis there's been a ton of them it's just it doesn't give you the full like I want to see the teams at full strength so we actually know who the best are going into the playoffs it's really hard to gauge anybody right now it is I mean think about this all right so the Dallas Mavericks right now you got Kyrie talking about, you know, I wasn't expecting to come here and be in the play-in tournament. And it's, okay, it's a cluster F is what he said. Well, they're 8-14 since the trade for him. Here are the teams, the only teams that have a worse record since February 8th when the Dallas Mavericks traded for Kyrie Irving. The Pistons are 2-19, and the Rockets are 5-18, and the Spurs are 5-17, and the Blazers are 6-16. and Sorry, Trista. And then you've got the Pacers at 8-14, and exactly where the Dallas Mavericks sit. That, that's a bad group. That, that is all teams that are fully tanking the rest of this season. And the Dallas Mavericks made this trade. Yeah. And I know, I understand that Kyrie and Luke haven't played all of those games together. They're bad when they're both out there, too. It's oh, a mess. Yeah. I mean, if you watched that game last night, how do you have any faith in that team? You watched the final couple minutes. Kyrie didn't attempt a field goal the last six minutes of the game. He sat in the corner, and it was just Luka playing hero ball. And I love Luka, but... I just don't think you could do that in the playoffs. Dallas I, is I know plus two fifty to make the playoffs now. And like last year, they all, I, they didn't look better without Luca because Luca's the reason they won a playoff series, two playoff series actually, and beat Phoenix. But like, remember when Luca missed those couple games in the first round, even against Utah? How good Jalen Brunson yeah. was. I just I don't like this fit between and and Kyrie. I feel like he's got one foot out the door. I, I just yes. I don't think either of them really want to play together or be there right now. I don't think they like don't like each other or dislike each other or hate each other. I think they're just kind of like it is what it is. You know, don't you feel like that, though? Yeah, I do. I mean, Kyrie's not going back to Dallas. I think he is. Really? Yeah, I do. Why, though? How? Only because that there's no really other place for him to go. Because, fin- like, financially, Los yeah. Angeles just won't work? Correct. Even with LeBron? Because, like, I feel like we so, always do that, and he always finds ways. Lakers mm-hmm. he's really- want to pay and re- re-sign D'Angelo Russell. That money will come off of their cap space. Uh, they have multiple players that they want to run it back with. They made that trade. Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. You've got Rui Hachimura that you got to re-sign. So it, it kind of all shakes out in a way where there's no real room for a 40, 35, whatever Kyrie will command from the Lakers in order to, to go back. So especially when you have D'Angelo Russell, they want to keep him. He's going to re-sign there. They played well with him. They played really well with him. So even now, if not they don't even make though. the play in, they're going to bring back Kyrie and Luka and then do what? Because, like, what else can, well, what, what else can they do without Christian. Kyrie? They're cap-strapped and have no picks anyway. So if you're Dallas, this is your best chance. You just try to make a case and actually get yeah. him to stay and say, hey, we can pay you a ton of money. Oh, the Luka's Lakers can Well, Luka, I mean, yeah, it might be another year. Well, right. Luka's no, going mean, to ask eventually. for a trade in, like, another year, and then yeah. it's going to be Kyrie by himself till he asks out or just retires. I would say, like, maybe they re-sign Kyrie to a short-term deal, like a one-in-one. For $35 million because they can with his bird rights. 
That's the only ability that they really have to get a high caliber guard with their cap situation. They're in cap hell. I mean, they're yes. playing. They're paying Reggie Bullock a lot of money. They're paying Tim Hardaway a lot of money. They're paying Davis Bertans a lot of money. So they've got guys on this roster who are just simply not good and are simply just do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, doing the same thing, just sitting Mysteries there. Mysteries. Josh Green. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. Josh Green's the only guy that they have that's serviceable and cheap. So he'll probably have to get traded. They have no wing depth. They have no ability to play defense. So, I mean, they are. I I can't stress how screwed they are enough. I I really think they might be in the worst situation of any team with a superstar. Yeah, I agree. Well, when you don't, it's it's one thing to just be a rebuilding terrible team like the Spurs or the Pistons or whatever. But it's when you've got the stars and you have no cap space and you're short on picks. Like, you have no wiggle room to grow. You're literally squished into a corner and have one option. You've basically got to be the Lakers finding Austin Reeves at the bottom of the barrel in an yep. undrafted free agent. If, if you can do that, like, you can find that, cool, good for you. But that is not ideal to be pairing with Luka Doncic. No, yeah. The Lakers now in the eighth seed, also minus 200 to make the playoffs. Oh, my Lakers, minus 200 to make the playoffs. There's no need for Kyrie Irving. And hopefully LeBron James this offseason, if it's even a discussion, looks at the roster, looks at they've actually built a team that has some thought, guys have roles, uh, there's some chemistry building, they've been way better since the trade deadline, we've Much seen better. all this. It's a team that actually makes sense. It's a roster that's not a bunch of randoms that are just thrown up on a board and they said, all right, uh, throw a dart at him, we'll take him, we can get him. And there's actually thought and chemistry to this. And he looks around and says, okay, we're actually playing good basketball. There's no reason to bring Kyrie Irving in because LeBron has done this time and time again. And sometimes it's worked, like in Miami, and you know, for parts of Cleveland as well. And then other times it's been, mostly with the Lakers, a complete and utter disaster where it's bring your friends in, but there is no chemistry, there's no thought, and there's no roles to this roster. And that's why the Lakers looked like complete trash for majority of the time that he's been there. Now there's actually some balance on this roster, so they need to move forward with what they're doing because they don't have a ton of picks either. They've traded away a bunch of stuff, so mm -hmm. they need to make the roster they have right now actually work. And that's why they're the eighth seed now. They're at, they're this is a team that would probably be a top five team in the West had they had this roster at the beginning of the season. Yeah, because everybody has a role. It's like yeah. Justin talked about last night. I mean, you look at the smart organizations and you actually build a roster. This guy has this role. This guy has this yep. role. That's what, like, Toronto, I know they're a mess right now, and Nick Nurse probably ends up leaving, maybe, who knows. But, I mean, they carved out roles for everybody, even guys in the G League. All those guys were G League players, mm -hmm. and they all were given a role, and they all improved. They were all given you know, given things to improve on every offseason. And uh, I think that's you know that's one way to win in the NBA. What the Lakers have done, it's just been like LeBron picking his teammates the last couple of years. So I agree. This roster, I think it's good enough to win a playoff series. Mm -hmm. If they were together you know, from the beginning, I don't know if they're yeah. good enough to win a playoff series where they're seated. We'll see what matchup they get. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, the last couple of years it was, okay, well, I love Carmelo, so let's bring in Carmelo, yep. or let's, do, you know, bring in my buddies, <laughs> and it didn't work out, so. Yeah, if you look at the Kings, for example, they had a dinner right before the season started, and they all got defined roles from Mike Brown. Mm -hmm. Some of their, their yeah. roles they didn't like. This is how many minutes you're going to get, Chemezi Metu. You're a backup, backup <laughs> center. You're an offensive guy who has to be able to, like, eat up fouls for Sabonis. You you in? Are you in on this? Yeah, role? you don't like it. You go elsewhere. You, you we in go to the G League? Okay, and then he made them all sign contracts, so they all could look back and say, "This is what my role is. Mm -hmm. I'm a rebounder. I'm not a scorer. I'm a facilitator. I get the ball in here." So 
there's other teams that don't have that level of organization. We think about sports and we think about it as being the creme de la creme in, in terms of how things get run. No, they're just like any other business. There's some really good ones that are operated well, like the Spurs or the Miami Heat. And then there's other ones that are consistently a disaster, like the Houston Rockets, for example. Or at times, you know... The Bulls. The Bulls. They're a disaster. The Bulls. Because they don't ever have a plan. It's always, okay, we're going to go full rebuild. But, oh man, Dwayne Wade at 35 is out there. Let's overpay for him, Rondo, and Jimmy Butler and have three guys that can't shoot. Or this year, well we got to bring back Zach Levine, even though he probably doesn't want to be here. He probably wants to be in Los Angeles or anywhere else where DeMar isn't. If you were going to rebuild, you've got to commit to a rebuild 100%. That's why I think that the Portland Portland's doing a good job they are. by shutting Dame down. Listen, if you can get into the Victor Wambayama sweepstakes for someone who would probably go number one over every other draft pick in history versus maybe squeaking into the plan, what are we talking about? Yeah. What are we talking about? But a lot of organizations yeah. are too scared Seriously, to do that. Though. And they're saying, no, no, this is this. They, they see the big They picture. waited till like 15 games left in the season. Yeah. That's pretty good. You didn't tank for like 65 out of the 82 games, yes. 70, 72 games out of the 82 games. Man, if they could teach the Wizards how to do that. I'm saying it's time like, to just well, shut The Wizards are bringing everybody back, though. They are. They're going to give Porzingis right. an extension. Porzingis has actually been pretty good. But again, it's, yeah. it's a Wizards team that's just in the middle. But like another team that's committed to rebuilds, and they've done it really well. You know how I feel about the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're still oh, yeah. plus 550 to make the playoffs. But right now they sit in the 10 spot which means you're going to go be in the play-in tournament. You're going to have to win two games if you're in the 10 spot. They're really good, and as long as Shea Gilgis-Alexander is healthy, you've got a lot of young talent on that team. You've got Chet coming back next year and making his debut. Hopefully he's good at the NBA level. I mean, he's certainly showed it in college one year, but you never know. But the point is, like, they did that where it was, okay, so now Russell Westbrook wants out. That's the last piece. We're going to get a ton of draft picks. And we're going to stock this thing up. But what they also do, and this is what's really important, is they're able to identify that talent. And they find a Lou Dort that nobody else is talking about, who may be one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA He was now. undrafted. Isaiah Joe, who just had 33 the other night, but then shoot horribly from three. Last night, let me down when the three-point prop, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, Josh Giddy is going to be one of the better point guards in the NBA. I mean, they just, they have Isaiah so Joe, much young. Isaiah uh, Joe, second round, 49th pick. Yep. Hitting just, on those picks in the NBA yeah. is so hard to do. Also, yeah. Jalen Williams, who's who's really, I mean, if it wasn't for Paolo Bancaro dominating for most of this year, had it really had a chance to maybe win Rookie of the Year, and yeah. he wasn't part of the conversation of this stacked rookie class. And the other Jalen Williams. And the other Jalen Williams, second right. round pick. J-A-Y, Jalen Williams. 34th pick overall. So it's, it's not just finding the talent at the top of the lottery. It's finding guys all over the place and having more than enough assets to do it. And, and listen, if you're the Thunder now, they... I'm sure they'd like to be – they clearly want to be competitive at this point in the season. It's not like they're showing that they want to tank one more full season. They have a million picks, but they could get to the point with the young talent they have. You're not going to get free agents to go to Oklahoma City. It's just not a destination city. But you know what they do have? Trades. And they use those assets, a couple of young guys, a bunch of picks, get yourself a star, and you turn that thing around. But you've got to be committed as an organization to actually do it and say, yeah. all right, it's going to suck. Like, we're going to suffer, but it will be better. I would rather be, though, like a bottom – 15-20 win team and be in the lottery than be playing for the play-in tournament and saying, hey, yes. you know, maybe we get a first-round series against a team like the Bucks and we get <laughs> gentlemen swept, yeah. you know, and I get to go to a home playoff game and spend a bunch of money. I-, I would rather just be, like, just one of the worst teams in the league and have a shot to get a franchise-changing player. Because when you're in basketball hell, it sucks. It's, it's the purgatory. One, the one team like, that I would yeah. say uh, was 
not fitting that rule, right, was a team that started out really, really bad last year. I think they were like 1-13, and and they ended up taking the Suns all the way through the, the deep into the first round, which is the Pelicans. Pelicans. Yeah. And that got that set up the the you know, stage for Zion to re-sign yeah. yep. and to continue to build on what they have. So I think it's situation to situation, but largely I think, Ryan, you're right. Good point, because I mean, I, I thought Zion was as good as gone. The injuries didn't help us. Well, case. he got a, a lot of guaranteed money. He wasn't happy there. Yeah. He was not in the David Griffin, but that contract changed everything for him. So 